Welcome back to my podcast, The Fading Aging Sex Symbol. Thanks for tuning in. I I'm, I'm hope you're really enjoying this. I mean, I've got to be honest, when I started this podcast, I actually didn't know what I was doing. I've never done one before. I'm not very techy, so I've had sound issues and still trying to work out how I can get guests on. But we will have some guests. I've got some beautiful guests lined up, really interesting people. But when I started this podcast, I kind of wanted it to be about me, also how I've lived my life with under the, in the shadow of this Marilyn Monroe icon image, but also about being a woman in today's world and how that linked in with Marilyn sometimes. And strangely enough, the things that have been going on in the media recently has again involved her. And today I was just looking at the news about the Epstein um, inquiry and case and it just reminds me of how, as women and young girls, we're so susceptible to abuse. And it's also hard as a woman to even sometimes know we're being abused and, and that it's not our fault. Because it's done in such a clever way that there's a blame culture on the victim so most of the times we never get these people. I mean, this case, this is going back years, isn't it? And we're watching, we're shocked that this has been going on so long in the same way that the Weinstein abuse was going on so long. And we all say, oh, but they knew about it and they never said anything because it's so complex. It involves power and money. The two things that most human beings crave. We crave to have some recognition in the world. We crave to be somebody in the world. We crave to have the things that we want. Money takes away our problems. And with that, for women especially, comes abuse. And abuse of that power for us to get on that rung to a lifestyle where we're not poor, where we're, or our dream goal of being an actress or, or just paying bills. And it really resonated with me because this has been going on for so long to the point where Marilyn Monroe was 27 years old in 1953 where she wrote an article and the title of the article really says it all. The title of the article is Wolves I Have Known. I mean, Wolves I Have Known and it was about the Hollywood industry of how sexual harassment was happening of these actresses and actors if you look at Hollywood Netflix series but she wrote this if you are born with what the world calls sex appeal you can either let it wreck you or you can use it to your advantage in this tough showbiz struggle and it isn't always easy to pick the right route I mean, it's not only not easy, is there, it, what routes are there? You're either going to use what you have to your advantage or you're not going to get the role. And what makes me sad about that is that I've actually, I've got to put my hands up and say, sadly, I've defended people in conversation with my friends like Harvey Weinstein to say, well, you know, you know, if, you, if that's the deal, if you want to get the part, you've got to do this. 
and I look back and I think, Susie, what are you talking about? This abuse, you are enabling this abuser. You're saying, well, you know, that's how it's always been. Because it's always been that way doesn't make it right. It's got to stop. Has to stop. Because it's an abuse of power. Of course those girls want to be Hollywood stars, just like Marilyn wanted to be. But why do they have to sleep with some disgusting man that they don't like to get that? Oh, because there's a load of other girls that want that role. Really, still doesn't make it right. And I've had to retrain my brain, unlearn everything I've learned as a 43-year-old woman in a male-dominated society. I've had to unlearn these prejudices that have been drummed into me. And as women, I feel like we we grow up thinking, look at that girl that slept with a load of men. It's only in recent times of our millennials, and a lot of people in my generation, we look down on millennials, we call them snowflakes and everything, but you know what, they're learning a lot more than us, they're learning that it's okay, women, you can, it's okay, you can go out and choose sexual partners, and you're not a slut, because I grew up thinking if you had a lot of sexual partners, you're not a very good woman, that's still patriarchy, that is telling women how you should behave, how you should be. And I read a comment by Marilyn that said, I don't mind it being a man's world as long as I can be a woman in it. And I used to think when I read that comment years ago that she meant as long as I can carry on going boop, 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 and and then I'm good and you can have your man's world. But what I think she really meant about it, learning more about Marilyn as time has gone on and seeing things that she wrote about in, in her letters... She meant, but I, if you want it to be a man's world, I want to be a woman in it. I want to be respected and be, be able to be me. I'm hoping that's what she meant. And looking at the things she said, I'm pretty sure that's what she meant. Another thing when we were talking about this abuse of power was written by Orson Welles. And for those who are listening that don't know who Orson Welles is, he's a f- very, very famous director, producer, Think Citizen Kane. And he said this, Marilyn was surrounded by men and one reached out and tore off her top, revealing her breasts. Marilyn laughed with the others. Laughter hid her fury. The reason this resonated with me is because I was doing a happy birthday gig one time. And at the end of singing happy birthday in my very sexy dress, in a very sexy way, like Marilyn did to the president, The birthday boy, middle-aged man, reached out his arms and got both of his hands onto my breasts and squeezed them. Not quickly, long. Good old squeeze. Everybody laughed. There was a hundred people in that room that he did that in front of, including his wife. Do you know who else laughed? I did. I laughed because I didn't know what else to do. What do I do? I've been hired to sing this guy happy birthday. I've got to make him feel special. I've got to sing it in a sexy way that Marilyn did. She's a sex symbol. And he repaid me by reaching out and squeezing my breasts. Everybody laughed. 
some with embarrassment laughter, like mine and his wife's embarrassed laughter, and some of the guests were had their head in their hands laughing. He wasn't, didn't have his head in his hands laughing. He was laughing with his head back. Because he knew I'm not going to do anything. He knew I'd been hired. He knows I want to do a good job. He knows I'm not going to say, excuse me, why have you just squeezed my breasts? I want to call the police. His wife said, I'm so sorry. He's just like that. I replied to her, don't worry about it. So my, my response and his wife's response was to apologise to each other for this guy's behaviour, while this guy's laughing and making signals to everybody in the audience. And I'll be honest with you, most of that audience didn't appreciate what he'd done to me. But they didn't want to ruin the party either. And I think that's really important when we go through with this attack on people that did know or did witness things. It's so hard right now. People are looking, we're so upset and we're so angry as females at what's happening. And we want someone to go, well, you saw this, you saw this. Why didn't you say something? Because these people that usually abuse are in such positions of power that people are scared to take that first jump. And I'm one of those people. That guy reached out to me and I didn't say anything. And we live in that culture now, don't we? We live in a a culture where when a woman gets raped, we question what she was doing, what she was wearing, was she drunk? And the guy that raped her, we say, well, he's a good guy, really. He's, um, He's got a great job. And if she'd not been drunk that night and been coming on to him or dancing with him too closely, she probably wouldn't have got raped and he wouldn't have his career about to be ruined by this girl that's got raped. Blame culture. And I think it comes from fear. And we've all now got to stop this fear of these people in power and we have to make a stand for our fellow sisters especially us as females I've been a female that has gone well you know well you know she got her part I'm to blame we're all to blame we've all witnessed things that we don't think are right and we've ignored them because we didn't want to ruin the party or we didn't want to be you know a killjoy or we didn't want to lose our job And I don't want to say women, there's some amazing men out there that some of them, my boyfriend included, that really support women and never question women. And we need to learn from people that are strong like that to face up and never question these girls in the Epstein inquiry. I couldn't watch all of it. I've got to go through it slowly because it has so many triggers for me. But when the girls were in tears saying they were scared to tell anybody that they'd been raped because they took $200 to massage him and they felt that people would judge them, we have to really reach out to people and say, do not feel fear. We are not going to judge you because that's how these people are manipulating child abuse and grooming because they want the person that's been raped or groomed to feel that they cannot tell anybody because they are somehow to blame for what happened to them and I'm going to leave with this note that Marilyn wrote in her notebook and I'm really lucky that I've got to see some of these notebooks and journals that Marilyn wrote I wish I'd written journals growing up I was so scared to write anything down in case anyone found it or would hold it against me and and now I'm older I, I love writing things down to get my thoughts out and this podcast is great for that 
but Marilyn wrote this in her notebook. You are not a scared, lonely little girl anymore. Remember, you can sit on top of the world. It just doesn't feel like it. Let's remember, these people that sit on top of the thrones looking down at us and thinking they can manipulate us with power and money, if we stick together and we make people feel like you will not be judged, come to me, confide in me and I'll support you. I'm learning myself. It's a long road. It's been going on since Marilyn Monroe's days in 1953. We've just all got to do better. So join me next week. What will happen in the news? But I'm sure it'll be something. And I'm going to figure out how to have guests. I think I figured it out. So I've got some great guests lined up for you as well. See you next time.